Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Schiffman. Thanks for tuning into this podcast, and I hope you enjoy the Torah classes in it. Now, on to the episode. Okay, Bezat Hashem, today in Mesechet Megillah, we're picking up from the Mishnah on Tet Amud Bet. We're going to have today really two different sections we're going to deal with. First, we'll contrast in the Mishnah, about a quarter of the way down the page, the different types of Kohanim Gidolim. You'll see there's two different types of categories we'll deal with. And then the second Mishnah we're going to get into is the idea of bring Korbanot on a Bama. We'll speak about that when we get there, Bezat Hashem. Okay, so just to understand before we see this Mishnah inside, we know that there's two levels of Kehuna. We know Kehuna, there's, there's Kohen Hedyot, an ordinary Kohen, and then there's also somebody who's called Kohen Gadol. Kohen Gadol is the senior Kohen. Good. There's certain chumrot, stringencies, and mitzvot that a Kohen Gadol has that a regular Kohen does not have. Right, understand that. So, how was the Kohen Gadol elected or put into office? So how was he uh, appointed into office? In the first temple, in Bayat Rishon, until the days of Yoshio, Rashi says here. Yoshio. They had a special oil called Shemen HaMishcha that they would use to anoint the Kohen Gadol into service. They would put oil on him and that would make it, now he's the Kohen Gadol. Special oil, I believe it was the one from the days of Moshe Rabbeinu. It's like a, a nace type of oil. But then, towards the end of Bayat Rishon, they lost this oil. They lost it. Well, if you don't have that oil anymore, then how do you how do you appoint Kohen Gadol into office? So the answer is he became not he became known as no longer like we would call him a Mashuach v'Shemen Amishcha, but he became now known as Merubah Gadim. because a Kohen Gadol had four more clothing means literally an increase in clothing. There were eight clothing the Kohen Gadol wore, and there were four clothing that the regular Kohen Kohen Hadjot wore. So therefore. The way that the Kohen Gadol now became appointed into office was simply by wearing the four extra garments. That's, that's the idea. So Mishnah tells us, what is the difference then between the Kohen Gadol that was appointed into office with the special oil and the Kohen Gadol at the end of Bayat Rishon and, toward, and all of Bayat Sheni who was appointed into office simply by wearing the extra clothing. That's going to be the first chiluk the Mishnah discusses. Mm-hmm. Says the Mishnah. It's about a quarter way down the page. There's no difference between the Kohen Gadol that was anointed into office with the Shemen HaMishcha, which is the beginning and the middle of Bayat Rishon, and the Merubah Begadim, the Kohen Gadol was appointed into office by wearing the four extra garments. The only difference is the cow, the bull that is brought for all the mitzvot. There's a special halacha. If a regular Jew does an Avera, so he has to bring a regular sin offering. If a Kohen Gadol, however, uh, decide, he decides that there's something that is mutar, and he goes and does some sort of a Isur, based on his own conclusion, so Kohen Gadol has a special halacha, you can bring a Gemara if you want, um, a special halacha, that he has to bring a special bull offering, different than Hedjotot, different than ordinary people, called Parabal Kola Mitzvot, that's what it's called. So, what the Mishnah is telling us is that's only true for the Kohen Gadol that was appointed with the anointing oil. But the Kohen Gadol that was appointed at the end of Bayat Rishon and all of Bayat Sheni, he would not bring though that special type of sin offering if he would do an Avera. We'll see in the Gemara why this is. That's the first part of the Mishnah. Continues the Mishnah. 
Now this is very interesting. Let's say you have the Kohen Gadol is doing service and he's a fantastic Kohen Gadol. But then he gets COVID, right? Uh, he gets COVID, no? Some sort of a temporary blemish, temporary issue. So what do they do? You need a Kohen Gadol. And so let's say they did testing in the Beit HaMikdash. I'm joking, but let's say. So now what would you do? You need a Kohen Gadol. So he has to step out of office. So they put somebody else in the meantime. Beautiful. Okay, so then you wait, uh, what do they do, 14 days, whatever the extent. He comes back. He's ready to go back to work. So he goes back to work. But what happens to the fellow who is serving in the middle? The substitute. What happens to him? So he's also Kohen Gadol. You can't have two Kohanim Gedolim. So what happens now? So he has to, he has to go home. <laughs> so the Mishnah tells us what happens now is that fellow who's called Kohen Shavar, yeah. he passed. He was serving for the temporary time, but now he's taken out of office. That fellow that's Avar, he retains the status of Kohen Gadol, which means if there's any service that the Kohen Gadol could do, he could also do it. Okay, so what's the difference then between the Kohen Mishamish, the currently serving Kohen Gadol, and Kohen Sha'avar, the substitute who now is not serving anymore? So the Mishnah says, Ein ben Kohen Mishamish, the only difference between the Kohen Gadol that's currently serving, that means the original one who came back, the Kohen Sha'avar, versus the one who stepped off, meaning who has passed, who was the substitute in the meantime. Elapar Yom Kippurim is the bull of Yom Kippur. The bull of Yom Kippur needed to be brought by the Kohen Gadol who's serving, not so by the Kohen other one. Gadol with clothes doesn't have to bring. No, no, that's two different, two different bull, two different bull offerings. Elapar Yom Kippurim. So the only difference is the currently serving Kohen brings the par of Yom Kippur. The one who is the substitute is not allowed to bring that. There was also a special flower offering brought every day. Discussion. It was twice a day, split up. But that special flower offering was brought by the Kohen Gadol, only by the serving Kohen Gadol, not by the substitute uh, Kohen Gadol. Beautiful. So what we have so far is two parts of the Mishnah. Now the Gemara looks at the first part of the Mishnah. So we said in the first part of the Mishnah that the Kohen Gadol, who was anointed into office with the oil, so he has this mitzvah, if he does an Avera, based on his own word, of parabal kola mitzvot. Thank you, Ali. But the Kohen Gadol, who was appointed into office by wearing the extra clothing, wouldn't bring that offering. Says the Gemara, But this implies, regarding the bull of Yom Kippur and the Asirit Taifa, which is the flower offering brought by the Kohen Gadol, they're the same. Meaning the Kohen Gadol, who was appointed into office with the oil or with the clothing, both of them could bring those uh, korbanot of Par Yom Kippurim and Asirit Taifa. Says the Gemara Matnitin de Loka Rabbi Meir. Our Mishnah, the beginning, does not appear to be like the position of Rabbi Meir. It's almost halfway down the page. De Rabbi Meir, because if it's like Rabbi Meir, Hatani, we learned in a Brayta, Merubavi Gadim. The Brayta says like this When it's a Kohen Gadol who had only received the extra clothing, but he was not a, an, anointed with the oil, maybe Parabal Kola Mitzvot, he could bring this. A sin offering, if he does the wrong thing, if he paskin and did the wrong thing, maybe parabal kolam mitzvot, divrei Rabbi Meir. 
he could also bring that special sin offering of the Kohen Gadol. Now, that's not what our Mishnah said. Our Mishnah said he cannot if it's Merubah Begadim. No, he cannot bring that. So the point is, we see clearly the Reisha, the beginning of our Mishnah, that says the Kohen Gadol that's appointed with the extra clothing is not like the position of Rabbi Meir because our Mishnah says he would not bring this unique Kohen Gadol sin offering. Rabbi Meir says he would. The Gemara says, my time is Rabbi Meir. What's the Pshat in Rabbi Meir? Why does Rabbi Meir say even the Merubah Gadim type Kohen Gadol could bring this special sin offering? Because as we're about to see, regarding that sin offering of Parabal Kola Mitzvot, the Pasuk says Mashiach. It says the Kohen Gadol that was Mashuach, it was anointed. So it seems to be it's only the original types of Kohanim Gadolim that are anointed with the oil. So how does Rabbi Meir know that it also includes those who are not, that are just wearing the extra clothing? The Tanya, as the Brayta teaches, Pasuk tells us in Vayikra, Mashiach, it says, who brings that special sin offering? The anointed one. I would only know <clears throat> the Kohen Gadol who was anointed with the oil could bring that offering. And how do I know also the Kohen Gadol who was appointed by giving him the extra clothing? Talmud Lomar, HaMashiach, there's a hey. The hey teaches us the anointed one that not only the anointed one with oil, but also the extra clothing, he also could bring this special sin offering. So what the Gemara just concludes is, the Reisha, the beginning of our Mishnah, is not like the position of Rabbi Meir. How did you establish our Mishnah and the Reisha, the first part? Not like the position of Rabbi Meir. The problem we're about to show is, the Seifa, the end of the Mishnah, appears to be like the position of Rabbi Meir. Ema Seifa, but let's look at the Seifa. That's when they make a sin, right? That's the parabola kol mitzvot, right? So they have to bring a pal. Exactly, exactly. Aim a seifa. Why, why they have to bring a pal and you don't have to? Bring because a kohen gadol is in a higher level and higher responsibility, yeah, yeah. and more responsibility. Exactly, okay. more chumra. Aim a seifa. What's that? It's the same. With great power comes great responsibility. You know. Yeah. There we go. The heiliga. Aim a seifa. But look at the seifa. From the gemara. From the gemara. You see that. <laughs> Whoever wrote that, Stanley, he got it from Lahavdil, Lahavdil. Ain't a seifa, but look at the seifa. Ain bin Kohen Mishamesh, the Kohen Shavar. The end of the Mishnah told us the only difference between the currently serving Kohen Gadol and the one who's passing, meaning he was the substitute, so he's not serving anymore. What's the difference? Elapar Yom Kippurim Taifa. Is the bull brought on Yom Kippur? which is a special offering, and the flower offering brought every day. So the Kohen Gadol that's serving brings those, the Kohen Shavar does not bring those. What does that imply, though? In regards to everything else, they're the same, which means if the Kohen Shavar, the substitute Kohen Gadol, decides one day he wants to do certain avoda of the Kohen Gadol, he's allowed to. That's it. They're the same. But the problem is, Atan Rabbi Meir, that does follow the position of Rabbi Meir. Titania, as the Brayta explains to us, it's the case over here. The Kohen Gadol develops some sort of a psul, some sort of a um, blemish, some sort of an issue. He can't be in office. So what happens is, they establish a substitute instead of him, and then he comes back and he wants to serve again. So he goes back to service, and the substitute, what happens to him? So says the, says the Brayta, 
Rishon chazer la'avodato. The first one goes back to serving. Sheni, the second one, kol mitzvot kiunag dola alav. Div Rabbi Meir. Her Meir says, the second one, all of the mitzvot of the Kohen Gadol are on him. Which means, he would serve with eight begadim. He would have all the chumrot of Kohen Gadol. He is essentially like a Kohen Gadol, that substitute. Other than these two points, which is, he can't bring the par of Yom Kippur and Asiri Taifa. That's the position of Rabbi Meir. The, the Kohen that's serving. The Kohen Gadol is serving. Oh no, so then he's the Kohen Gadol that's serving. Whoever's in service today brings oh, that. That's the point. That's Reb Meir. So Reb Meir holds, they're the same essentially. Rabbi Yossi, Omer Rabbi Yossi says a very interesting logic. He says like this, Rishon chozer la'avodato. It's true. When the first guy recovers from his psul, whatever it is, he goes back to service. But Sheni, the second one, the substitute, He's not fit to be a Kohen Gadol anymore. But he can't go back to serving like an ordinary Kohen either. Why? explains, There was a story with a fellow Rabbi Yosef ben Ulam from Tzipori. That the serving Kohen Gadol had some sort of a blemish, an issue. And they put this Rabbi Yosef ben Ulam as the substitute Kohen Gadol. And then the original Kohen Gadol came back. And this Rabbi Yosef ben Ulam wanted to know, what should I do now? Where, how should I serve? The story came in front of the Chachamim. V'amru and the Chachamim said, Rishon chazer la'avodato. The original Kohen Gadol, Kohen Gadol goes back to service. Sheni, the second one, Enor ra'oi lo Kohen Gadol, velo Kohen hadjot. The substitute is not fit to serve as Kohen Gadol, nor as the ordinary Kohen. Why? Kohen Gadol mishum eva. He can't serve anymore as the Kohen Gadol because of enmity. It's very interesting logic. Is If the substitute stays and continues to serve as Kohen Gadol, you can't have two people serving the same position. It's going to create friction. It's going to create a problem. So he can't serve as Kohen Gadol anymore because you have a Kohen Gadol. Kohen Ejot, you also can't have him serving as the ordinary Kohen Ejot. You only go up in Kiddusha and not down. So once you already serve for 10 days or for a week as Kohen Gadol, you can't go back to serving as an ordinary Kohen. So therefore, he's stuck in a no man's land. That's the position of Rabbi Yossi. Stuck, he can't serve as Kohen Gadol. He can't serve as Kohen Hedjot. We'll actually touch on this concept later. Ma'alim Bakodesh Velomoridin. Exactly. He is, he's, uh, exactly. So the problem now that emerges is Reisha, the first part of our Mishnah, is Rabbanan. is like the rabbis and not like Rabbi, Rabbi Meir's position. The Seifa Rabbi Meir. And the Seifa, as we just showed, is like Rabbi Meir in that he holds the substitute is essentially like the Kohen Gadol, not like Rabbi Yossi. So this, the reason that this is difficult is because when Rabbi Yudha Nasi organized the Mishnayot, it's logical that he organized them in a format, in a, a universal format or a similar format, but to put the Reisha not like Rabbi Meir and the Seifa like Rabbi Meir, it just seems a bit illogical. So the Gemara says two answers. Amar Rav Chizda in? No, it could be. Reisha Rabbanan v'Seifa Rabbi Meir. Meaning that for whatever reason, Rabbi Yudah Anasi said, the Reisha will follow the position of the Rabbanan, the Seifa follows the position of Rabbi Meir. So Rabbi Yosef, Amar Rabbi Yosef says a little bit stronger. He says like this, Rabbi Really, the position of our Mishnah is one Tana. It's Rebbe, Rabbi Yudah Anasi himself. Rebbe was paskining in this Mishnah how he holds. And he organized it according with two Tanayim. Meaning, in the Reisha, in the first part of the Mishnah, he paskined 
not like Rabbi Meir, like the Rabbanan, it's not like Rabbi Meir. And therefore, when it comes to, there is a distinction between the Kohen Gadol that's anointed with oil versus Merubah Gadim, which is Parabal Kola Mitzvot. He, in that way, he didn't hold like Rabbi Meir. So he paskin the Reisha, not like Rabbi Meir. The Seifa of the Mishnah, though, he paskin like Rabbi Meir. So therefore, he said that the Kohen Shavar, the currently serving or the passing, they work the same, essentially, not like the position of Rabbi Yossi. So he wrote the Mishnah in accordance with the Psak that he usually has, not, and therefore, it's actually not a contradiction at all. Beautiful. Okay, let's finish up here. Almost done. Now let's move on to the next Mishnah. This Mishnah now talks about the concept of a Bama. It's a very uh, interesting idea. What is a Bama? So we know, actually, this parasha is Truma, building the Mishkan. Right. Okay, so there were different times in history regarding the capacity to bring korbanot. And this is really what we're going to get into now. When the Jews were in the Midbar, we had a Mishkan. Now in the Mishkan there was a Mizbeach. So if a Jew had to bring a korban, you bring it on the Mizbeach. Now, this was a limited situation because really when they were in the Midbar, any korbanot that were allowed to be brought were brought on that Mizbeach. There was no concept of bringing it on a backyard altar. You couldn't bring korbanot. It didn't exist. When they went into Eretz Yisrael, there was a 14-year period where they had a temporary setup in Gilgal. The Mishkan was set up in Gilgal. Mm -hmm. And during that period, there was what we call Heter Bamot. There was a permission for Korbanot to be brought on backyard, there's a backyard barbecue, but really, backyard Mizbechot. You could create an altar in the back, and you could bring Korbanot on that. At a time period in history, I'll continue on for a minute, but... When, when that was the scenario, they had the Bamagdola, which was the community altar. We'll see, there were certain korbanot that were allowed to be brought on that. And there was Bamaktana. There was a small altar, which was in your backyard. And there were also particular korbanot that were allowed to be brought on that. Moving forward, the next 369 years, there was what we had, which was called Mishkan Shiloh. The Mishkan was in Shiloh. During that time, it was considered a permanent state. And if you wanted to bring korbanot, again, it was not allowed to be brought on backyard bamot. It had to be brought on the Mizbech in Mishkan Shiloh for 369 years. After that, for another 57 years, the Mishkan was in two locations of Nov and Giv'on. And again, it was back to like the 14 years in Gilgal that there was a Heter Bamot. Finally, the Beit HaMikdash was built for 410 years, and from then on, there was an Isura Bamot. You weren't allowed to bring Korbanot on backyard altars anymore moving forward, even after the destruction of the Beit HaMikdash, which we'll get into in the Gemara, actually. So what the Mishnah here contrasts is, during the times in history, which is during the 14 years of Gilgal, and the 57 of Noven Giv'on, when you were allowed to bring Korbanot on the backyard altars, what Korbanot were brought on the big, the Bamag, which is the communal uh, Mizbeach, and which ones were allowed to be brought on the backyard altars. So the Mishnah says like this, The only difference between the large Mizbeach during those times and the small backyard ones, is Korban Pesach. The Gemara is going to explain to us, it means things that are like the Korban Pesach. The Korban Pesach has two characteristics. It's a communal offering, and it's Kavua Lahem Zman. It has a set time. So korbanot that were permanent, uh, sorry, that were communal and at a set time were brought on the large uh, bama, meaning on the communal mizbeach, not brought on the backyard one. Zeh this is the rule. 
Anything that is volunteered, meaning you're not obligated to bring it. So it's not like a uh, Yom Tov or something like that. And it's not like a Chatat, which you're obligated to bring. But it's a voluntary offering. Kirev Bebama could be brought on the Bama, meaning it could be brought on the backyard altar. But if not, Eno Kirev Bebama was not brought on the backyard altar, but rather it was brought on the large Mizbeach as we know it. So the Gemara immediately jumps in and says, Psachim Is it only the Korban Pesach that was allowed to be brought on the large uh, Bama, on the, on the Mizbeach? Is that true? But the problem is, as Rashi explains over here, from the Seifa of the Mishnah itself, it says, if it's not Nidev and Nidev, it wasn't brought on the small Bama. But that means it could be brought on the big Bama. So the implication of our Mishnah is, there's other things in addition to the Psachim that could be brought on the large Bama. So the Gemara explains, What our Mishnah means to say is, Korban Pesach and things that are like it, which it has the same nature that it's a communal offering, and it has a set time. Those things could be brought on the Bamagdola, but if it's a voluntary offering, it was brought on the Bamak Tana. Now, as Rashi explains over here, there were certain things that weren't allowed to be brought at all, meaning if there was an obligatory type offering, but it wasn't Kavulahemzman, for example, that couldn't be brought at all at this juncture in history, just as an example. So Mani, who's the author of our Mishnah? Rabbi Shimon, he it's the position of Rabbi Shimon. Titania, as the Brita explains, Rabbi Shimon Omer, Aftzibor, even when it came to public offerings, during these times in history that you were allowed to bring on backyard bamot, they were only allowed to bring on the bamag dola psachim, carbon pesach, and chovot, obligatory offerings that had a set time. Avol chovot she'en kavolahemzman, but if it was an obligatory offering that did not have a set time, achava achalo kirev, they weren't allowed to be brought not on the bamag dola nor on the bama ktana. So Rashi explains, but it's not like the position of the rabbanan. Because the Rabbanan hold <clears throat> that you would even be allowed to bring other offerings that were obligatory even without a set time on the Bamagdola. So it would not be like that position, rather it's like Rabbi Shimon. So in order to bring it on the Bamagdola, it had to have it had to be a community offering that was uh that had a set time, meaning an obligatory community offering that had a set time. But if it was a voluntary offering could be brought on the Bamak Tana but if it was an obligatory community offering that didn't have a set time for example as Rashi says uh, it's a special offering brought um, by the Tzibur but when they do an Avera it's not a specific time couldn't be brought at all meaning not here not there it wasn't able to be brought at all according to Rabbi Shimon according to the Rabbanan actually could and the position of the Mishnah is not like the Rabbanan that's the point so um, we're going to stop here. Bezat Hashem. Pick up with this Mishnah tomorrow. Continue to discuss actually Yerushalayim versus Shiloh. Bezat Hashem. Pick up the bottom of Tetamun Bet. Pick up with you tomorrow. What a wonderful day.